Do you suffer from ED? It's okay to admit it. Even near-immortal races like yours are getting older. Once, elves with ear droop had little recourse. Unsightly toothpicks, headbands and clothespins, ear starch. Now there's lethalaxis. Lethalaxis brings the natural stiffness of the proud elven race back to its most distinguishing characteristic. Taking lethalaxis regularly can help keep your tips erect when you need it most. And that's important to appearing haughty and superior when lording it over the lesser races. Don't let gravity defeat you, proud elven elder. All it takes is one forest green pill a day. Lethalaxis. It's like a little bit of Eldar magic in your mouth. Elves experiencing painful ear tip erection or extended ear tip stiffness lasting longer than four hours should cease taking lethalaxis immediately and consult your healer. everybody, welcome to Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D&D. I'm Jason Onspach, the Dungeon Master, and Nick Cole. I want, you to, I want you to tell everybody what happened last week, but first, a little bit of old school credentials. You know, the 1980s were really a boom for some science fiction movies, right? There were, there were some nice science fiction movies in the 80s and the late 70s, and everyone knows Star Wars and Star Trek. I want to hear about an old school credential qualifying sci-fi movie from that time period that uh, people don't talk about as much as they should? Um, I would definitely, I mean, the movie that resonated for me, I think people don't talk about as much as they should, but I did an homage to it in sort of Op Soldier. For me, is Aliens, and that's probably why I enlisted in the military. Um, I absolutely dug that movie. And then it's kind of cool later, going back and learning about it, that um, James Cameron was really working out some thoughts he had on the Vietnam War, but then setting them in this really cool alien setting. And so Aliens, for me, is is actually a movie that, that holds up today and is actually overlooked today. Like, I think people with us, like old school street credits, still dig it. But if you were to take it out to the kids right now, there's probably a huge, vast selection of people that have never seen it. And possibly the worst thing that could ever happen is to do a reboot. That's a movie that should absolutely be left alone. Having said that, the new one that's coming out, where they're going to pick up the story with Neil Blomenkamp, looks great. So that would be my question. Or Monsters and Mazes with Tom Hanks. Because I came from a, a family where you couldn't really play D&D. And so watching Tom Hanks go nuts playing D&D was probably as close as I was going to get to a game. No, that's a good answer. Um, anyone else want to chime in on this one? I think that's a question that probably a lot of you could have an answer for. Uh, how about Escape from New York? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that is good. that was just awesome John Carpenter, minimalist soundtrack, awesome. Uh, you know, Kurt Russell goes from being Flubber to being Snake Plissken. I mean, yeah, awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. Call it a thing. Anyone else want to chime in before we get to the adventure? 
How about war games? It's uh, not a it, it, the Cold War basically shaped all of our psyches more than anyone really wants to admit because yeah. now the kids have no idea what we're talking about, and now we've got all this wacky stuff going on <laughs> where we're talking about renegotiating old treaties, we're talking about Russia coming back into its own, we're talking about all kinds of stuff going on. So I, I think war games could do with I, I don't think it needs a reboot, but I do think it, it uh, could get a bit of a a bit of uh, existential love. Yeah. Right. I agree. I agree. Red Dawn. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Nice. That's not sci-fi. Wolverine. Yeah, that's, that's real life. I thought the role was okay. Well, if we're going to do that, then I would say the Last Dragon with uh, Bruce Leroy. So. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Now, now we're getting into that very that very vague sci-fi genre where it's like <laughs> who's the China, right? who's the master? Big Trouble in Little China is so much more interesting though. So enough. Oh my God. All right, Kathy, you got? Do you have one? Kathy Christopher Boer? Oh, actually, um, it's sci-fi, but it's definitely for kids. Uh, it was. She's gonna film. say my mom made me watch The Exorcist. <laughs> no, 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 actually, um, but uh, my up. husband's uncle made him watch Poltergeist in the theater. Oh, nice. No, uh, no. For me, it's a film called Too Much, uh, and it's basically. What if Dr. Clayton Forrester from Mystery Science Theater had created R2-D2? <laughs> That's that is good. so obscure. I have never heard of that movie. Hmm. It, it is very obscure. It was made for TV, and it's about this uh, uh, girl and her robot uh, on the lamb in Japan running away from the authorities. <laughs> you just summed up Forbes West biography, <laughs> <laughs> including so, the girl part. So when I was a kid, um, during that time frame, yeah, you two movies that I—that's cool. Yeah, all right, totally. Uh, two movies that I really liked. I really liked for some reason *Flight of the Navigator*. Oh, oh I yeah. love that. Uh, and I really liked it's *The Last Starfighter*. The yeah. *Last Starfighter* was great. Yeah. Yes. And they're talking and about a reboot was, of that too, right? Well, they'll reboot everything. Well, yeah, that's true. And then I got now, old enough to see what Predator. What kills me is, is the Flight of the Navigator ship is rotting in a back lot right now. I mean, it was made out of polished silver, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's blackened, and it's got holes in it, and it's just really sad. Oh, we, sad. Need to, we need to go heist that. This would be a great, a great team heist. It could be like our Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> the, the comment on Predator, though, I remember when I watched Predator in the movie theater, I went with a bunch of friends, and it was all my D&D friends. They're like, this movie's out, and I knew nothing about it. And so you, if you, watching that movie and not knowing anything and thinking it was a war flick, and then uh-huh. it turned into an alien flick on you was awesome. Yeah. Right, yeah. No, that was, I love that movie. Okay. All right, well, we could talk about this for a long time, but we've got to talk about uh, today's adventure. What happened last week? Last week is what we need to have for context. So, Nick, what happened last week? Um, last week, we had met a creepy old couple who were possibly some sort of pervert sex cult out in the woods in their farm, as they called it. And um, there we, they, they were trying to describe to us that there, were, there, was, there was some sort of bear that was sort of like a lycanthropope of some sort. Lycanthropope is a, is, is a Lycanthrop- pope. Lycanthropope. He only, he only conducts <laughs> mass at night. Yeah, exactly. Lycanthropope. And um, and so, but it really turned out to be a a variation on werewolves called wolfwares. Um, so that was cool. And then John Frader's character, Belmondo, Belmondo, um, he absolutely went uh, Spanish murder machine on them. 
and did some epic 20s, and that was really cool. Um, that it, and basically his efforts allowed me to win this battle and take all the glory as the pirate. And then we were told that once the main werewolf was killed, that it was actually a neighbor named Jacques who has a nearby farm. And we've been urged to go to that farm and plunder and loot. Um, the ranger did one in rape, but we're, this is not that kind of show. So we're going to go pillage. Okay. All right. So um, the next morning you have a nice breakfast courtesy of the family and um, they're overjoyed at your help. And even Maria seems like uh, her thoughts are being able to go somewhere other than Joshua uh, at this new revelation. Um, so they load up a, a cart and there's room enough for a lot of you to go on. Antosh is there and they set off and reach a house that looks more or less like theirs. And that's uh, they tell you that this is Jacques house right here. So they kind of make their way inside you. The door is uh, not locked. You're able to just undo a simple latching mechanism from the outside. And uh, now the house is yours to, to look through. All right. We look for oh, iron. Tell items. us the layout. <laughs> uh, so pretty simple. Uh, downstairs, there's a common room and a, and a kitchen off to the side. Uh, then there's a staircase that leads up to a pretty uh, Spartan bedroom. Um, that's the, again, it's the size of the house, so it's kind of like a loft style bedroom, but just a couple of rooms to look, to look through. I'll go upstairs, look through, sort of through the bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're gonna look through the bedrooms. Anyone else? DM, I am look, I'm sorry, DM, I am looking for concealed doors. Alright, um, there are no concealed doors. Oh well. Anywhere in this house. Um, but but that doesn't mean this house is empty. So there's, a, there's a lot of things in this house. I'll go looking through the kitchen. Yeah, I'm All looking right. in the kitchen too. All right. So uh, in the kitchen, you find a box, and inside the box are four wolf pups. And, live or uh, dead? They're they're alive, and um, the gypsy knows uh, from her knowledge of this land that uh, they're very impressionable right now. And uh, if you chose to keep them, they would probably develop some loyalty. But you also know that because of the unusual reputation that wolves have in this land, um, carrying them around could make it uh, dangerous for you. People are suspicious of those who are friendly with wolves. I'm going to shoot a flame arrow into the box. No. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I want one of the wolf pups. Somebody's looking tr- for enhanced senses. I... I need, to, I need to get back to Acadios. These wolves aren't going to benefit us in any way. Bye. They're gone. No. Uh, no, you, you could train them to be pretty awesome hunters, though. Not I, is this for debate, or did you just do it? They're not wolves. They are malleable. I'm just going to do it. All right. Yeah, so, so he just shot a box of flames. Um, I'm going to let... Uh, each of these wolves have a chance to absorb. To, to, uh, I'm going to try to pluck at least one, if not two, out of the box. Okay. And that, um, uh, yeah, the, ranger, so, the ranger will do the same thing. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, maybe before this bogs down into a Forbes-esque adventure. <laughs> I was, maybe I was, maybe I was before not, we do all these things, could we just, like, could we implore <laughs> the um, creepy magic user to... <laughs> To, I, you know, I think this is I think this is his moment. I think this is his his bar his bar scene moment right here. Um, <laughs> wow. How much damage does the flaming arrow do? The flaming the mighty puppies. I I only have to sleep with me, so it's all that all that matters. <laughs> um, 
need protection in this land. 1d6 piercing damage plus 4d6 fire damage. Half save. Uh, half, half for save versus spell. Okay, so I now can... is that an, that area of effect, or is that just uh, it'll strike the one? That is uh, area of effect special. Um, yeah, it's going to hit one, and then I guess the box is going to engulf. The piercing All right, yeah. go to one, then engulf. Okay, so so yeah, the one gets blasted through and is killed almost instantly. Uh, the arrow uh, goes through and hits one behind it, and that one dies too. Uh, the others are now... Um, their, their fur is going up in flames right when you two pull it out and uh, put out the, uh, the the fire. And they're frantic, trying to escape your arms. So, so he gets one and I get one? Yeah, whoever whoever reached in to get one can grab the two survivors. Okay. But so their fur is burned. They have some burns around their bodies. They're in pain. I'd let uh, them go. That's going to be dead. a problem. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, patting him down, trying to, you know, get the fire out. Yep, you get the fire out. Um, you could bandage it. It'll, it'll live. But okay. it's gonna, it's gonna take some Do nursing. Do what I can for it. The ranger right. should be able to nurse sick animals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The ranger will have no problem getting it back up to health. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Allison. What's your uh, character's name? Entendre. Antondra, are you, you were you like starting to head up the stairs when you saw the puppies or Yeah, probably not close enough to have gotten one. Close enough to notch an arrow at the magic user. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, so now I'm there's gonna, an arrow I'm pointed in your face. Over and uh, and show you the puppy and, and say, yo, did you want this one? Since it's all burned and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, everybody, let's not get all stabby. That's my job. Antosh, Antosh says, he was right. They should all be killed. See, told you. I quit the arrow. <laughs> well, Don't. here's my thinking, and it's completely commercial and self-interested. But, you know, I've been places where they've tried to outlaw stuff, and generally the stuff that you have that's outlawed, you can sell for a lot more money. So, you know, we could probably sell these puppies to some kind of creepy pervert for a lot of money. <laughs> no one would buy this a wolf. This animal will be under my protection, whether it is mine or not. Don't well, touch. you know. Did, hey, did you, you all go. not see what we just dealt with back there? You're willing to play with this? Yes. Yeah. They Actually, yeah. Me. You're yeah. fools, all of you. I'm worse than a wolf. Haven't you figured that out? Well. You do Antosh's family big favor, but I must say, though, this not smart. Antosh, you couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with a blunderbuss. <laughs> or the barn side of a broad. Was Literally. Barn. Yeah. Literally. I bet I, I bet I could, if you want to bet. <laughs> no, I saw you last night shoot at a wolf and miss. Yeah, you nearly shot me. It was moving. I tried shoot good but bar not move well, you take bet you take on touch they are not going to harm it, you know, anybody if they are trained not to right in you fact, don't think the wolves are controllable in no. any way they're evil they're bad yes yeah, so <laughs> well let's search the rest of the house and yeah find out what's going on Cat, right. you were there to save it, so you have every right to keep it. 
Are you sure? Since it's burned Absolutely. and stuff. <laughs> I still will hold it under my protection. Maybe you guys could share. I mean, if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, uh, do you have any uh, uh, experience raising uh, an animal? More with horses. What? You have more experience than we, I. We, we call her Catherine. It's great. Look, neither one of you want it. Just kill it, please. It, look at whimper, burn, ouch. Come on. No. Okay, I'm taking it now. Yeah, Bring no, to no Antos. Antos kill for you. No one's killing my wolf. Pup. I kill Antos for you. Oh, Antos, nice. <laughs> You're a homicidal maniac. Antosh nice, ten dollar American. Dude. <laughs> I'm going to stamp around on the floor looking for a false floor. Okay. I'm going to wrap the pup, the wolf pup, up in my cloak and go on upstairs to finish searching. Okay. I'm going to continue nah. searching the kitchen. All right. I'm keeping the wolf, my wolf pup next to me as well. I'm I'm going to intend I, to raise it as an animal companion. I am okay. going to say to the creepy mage, good call. Those things were weird. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I know, but women, they ruin everything. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the kitchen just has uh, some foodstuffs, nothing too out of the ordinary that you see. Uh, there is a room that's off the back of the kitchen. So uh, why don't we go with the downstairs search first and then the upstairs search. Um, so if you follow yourself into that room... Um, you find that uh, there are a number of weapons housed on the wall. Uh, some are silver, some are iron, um, just to, uh, sort of like he was an arms dealer or an arms collector, but they're all hanging on the wall. And, uh, Where's this collection of arms? What all is on the wall specifically? Like AK-47s. Uh, no. um, <laughs> Did Harry no, Turtle so Dove write this? Episode. <laughs> uh, Got a maxim no. up there, you know. Right. No, <laughs> they're pretty basic weapons. Um, just long sword, short sword, daggers. You see a morning star. Uh, just kind of nothing too different from what you'd see at a typical uh, blacksmith armor shop or weaponry shop. Um, he just has a little collection. They're right. they're well maintained. They're polished. You can see that there's no steel. It's either iron or iron. silver, as best you can tell. Detective Magicy. Well, who has the ability to do that? I cannot do that. Um, Can uh, John Monk do that? Uh, not right now. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I can only detect them dead. <laughs> um, I can only detect other people's wealth. Can you detect undead weapons? <laughs> <laughs> yes, are the weapons undead? <laughs> it is clearly dead. Well, technically it's not alive, so... Mm-hmm. So it's non-dead. No, well, um, are you saying, DM, that anybody who wants to select a weapon of their choosing, silver or uh, 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 iron, can now sort of add that to their inventory? Yeah, you can add it to your inventory. Okay. He's got a good, he's got a good collection. Yeah, uh, is there a silver short sword? Yeah, there is a silver short sword. That is, there... is now mine. All right, I'll take the iron short sword. Is there an iron dagger? Kind of, kind of one of each. So. Okay. So, like, so you didn't have like four silver short swords because generally you just buy something different. Um, so well, I don't need dagger, anything because my dagger, Cassandra, is plus two. So, uh, are there any spears or arrows? 
Uh, did you uh, did you still go upstairs or are you missing? Yeah, I'm just curious. Allison's to come back everywhere. Up. Allison's all up and everything. I'm going upstairs, <laughs> but I'm going to come back and look. Yeah. Hey everybody, um, there's stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't see a spear. You do see a halberd that's just uh, almost scraping the rafters. Now, what am I, a guard? Well, that's nice. <laughs> she could wield it. Antondra could wield it. Uh, there's a long yeah, but sword you're like as well. Guard. You're like a short halberd. If yeah, uh, no one use halberds. If nobody wants, wants the long sword, I'll totally oh, take that. Oh, yeah. the, the shaft in half. <laughs> that sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any uh, See, daggers? See, the shaft. There, there's a silver dagger left. There was an iron dagger, but the creepy wizard took it. I'll yeah. take the silver dagger pause. if no one else does. I thought I made, I'd... A, Lor- I made a Lorena Bobbitt joke. And I don't want to live in a world where a joke 20 years old can't survive. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Trump America. Which one? <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> Which one is the creepy wizard? Because I was hoping to grab the dagger. Uh, um, Christopher Boar is the creepy corpse. I'm the creep. oh, did you already? Ha- did you get something already or no? No, I didn't. But that's. Well, then, I've then got, take the silver dagger because I got a silver short sword. I have a regular Boyce dagger. You can barely look at any of these weapons. He's so weak. I've got a regular <laughs> dagger, so it's like mine's almost almost iron. <laughs> All right, so Promius has grabbed the silver dagger. Okay. Um, from the nice gypsy. He's a very very friendly gypsy. Um, Love connection. Don't trust it. <laughs> Sandra so Vance. So that's about it. Sandra Anything Vance sees find? the uh, sees the wool cloak on the wall and says, "Dibs." <laughs> That's he about all. Size greatly. There. <laughs> is there one most, one? most of the food is meat. Um, meat. But there's still is still an upstairs. Is there liquor? I'd like to uh, avail myself. There's some. Uh, well, there's some. Meat, there's some bottles. You know what type of creature the meat came from? Well, I will. Uh, I don't uh, need meat. Hopefully, I just dead one. Rough. I'm gonna fill. I'm gonna take a drink and fill my wineskin with. A, any kind of alcoholic beverage. In okay, the- yeah, there's some there's some bottles of uh, red wine. Um, I'm going to taste all the bottles. All oh, everyone. <laughs> it's very it's a, it's a very bitter wine. Like doesn't matter. I'm a pirate. Yeah. As a matter of fact, just it's blood. you know it's 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 very bitter. It's it's blood red, but it, it's wine and it's uh, very bitter. And you I, will, I, I will take a, a a bottle for each pocket of my long coat. All right, you've got your wine. Um, I'm probably over encumbered now. Yeah, he can't move. <laughs> Don't you hate that in Skyrim when you get that one thing? Get that and one you're like, thing. Now you're like, and you literally have to go through all your, well, I want that, I want that, I want that. <laughs> Come on. And then you eat 40 pieces of venison. Um, it, most of the meat is cured, um, but it seems like it would just be animals you typically eat you don't get a sense that it's human meat or anything like that, that that's what i was concerned about oh, okay i'll i'll uh, uh take some um uh, pieces of meat yeah, Stephen I mean, king would call that long pork since this is sci-fi writers playing old school right okay so upstairs what, you you make your way to on tosh's room no Antosh's uh, room is another I mean, Jacques, sorry. Jacques, Jacques, Jacques room. Jacques room. Jacques. Jacques. Yeah. Unless Antosh and Jacques were. <laughs> 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 yay! Um, maybe Maria's the downstairs. Maybe the wolf pups knew, and that's why he wanted to run out of the way. Because my wife, my worlds are colliding. Yeah, Maria and Antosh, they're downstairs taking some uh, household items that they think uh, are better than theirs. They're talking Yo, about what to do with the farm. This is and all our stuff. Can do it. I will sell you that. 
Uh, upstairs, yeah, you find uh, you find his room. So you're just gonna kind of go through everything. Um, he has a bed and he has a dresser, um, like a writing desk slash dresser. Um, I'm gonna search. What do you, what do you all want to do in here? Search so the do, drawers. Um, so you look through the drawers and you find a list. If anyone can read, there's a, a paper list with uh, what looks like names on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also find a map that uh, clearly has Harmonia listed out on it, uh, but then also uh, a path that leads to a place that just has several small skulls. And it says, if you find a map, I'm a pirate, so that's my thing, you know. I'll take the map. All right, so you have the map. Uh, can, can all of you read? Either, do you want to know what the names are? Or? I can. I was the captain of a ship. Of course I can read. Okay, so um, it's just a list of a few random names. You see uh, Acriel, you see Harkin Lucas, you see Jacques, you see um, you see some other just common names uh, out there. But can uh, we, does it say Werewolf Club? Yeah, can we <laughs> write names down or take the list? Yeah, I'll take the map. Yeah, you can just I'm take the list and the map. That's map. fine. I've got um, booze and a, a map. Come on. Where else do you guys want to look in the room? You've looked through the drawer. And a map? The dresser. Uh, oh, that's that's where you found the the map. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. And the dresser the has mattress. a lot of baggy baggy clothes. And there's a closet door. And there's a mantle with a with a little bottle on it. I'm going to uh, cast my Unseen Servant and tell it to open the closet door. Okay. So he opens it, and uh, it's there's just because been, he has to. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he opens it. Nothing happens to him. There are uh, don't use clothes, the spells; they go bad. Just a few clothes hanging up, uh, hanging up on the on the line, just uh, like a jacket and things like that. Um, you notice that there's a tilted uh, picture frame, and uh, you can actually see part of the safe behind the picture frame in the wall. Sweet. Mm. This Who calls for them? a pirate. Who can break safes? I can. I'm a pirate. I'm going to go inspect it and see if we need the part. You always need a pirate, especially you. Yeah, it's it's locked, but um, you pirate. think that you could probably rip it apart if you needed to. Uh, I'll do that. Protect <laughs> right. traps. Pirates do that. So, uh, Ben Bars. Roll your Ben Bars skill. That was my acting name mm. back in the day. There is the ben, chance that if ben you... Thank you, Juilliard. There is the chance that if you bend it too bad, if you bend it yeah. too badly... Um, that it could no longer be able to be opened even with the lockpick, though. I'll no. take the chance. Uh, Maybe do it after yeah. Nick tries? Why, yeah, and anything he finds would be slipped into his pocket before I could get to it? I'm not that kind of pirate. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, so is there anything else while she's uh, going to do that you want to look through? There's Again, there's a couple of coats in the closet. There is a uh, bottle, a vial on uh, the mantle. Do the, hey, I uh, love to drink. Do the coats have pockets? Just rifle yes, through them. Yes, they do. Rifle through the you pockets. Go through the pockets. Yes. This is this episode is called Murder Hobo a Tree and It's Finest. <laughs> let's just, let's just okay. go this guy. I'm not finding bin bars. My strength is 20. Uh, let's see. Strength is 20. Your Ben Bars is 60%. You also have the strength of a stone giant. So roll D100. Uh, so D100. 
60 or less. Mm-hmm. But not a stoned giant. No, that's different. Oh, just missed it. Time for a pirate. All right, so yeah, it budges, but you don't uh, don't pull it apart. But hey, so you turn to the pirate and say, "Could you loosen this for me?" <laughs> pirate, come here. If you still want to before I get to look at it, I break you. I would never rip you off, sweet cheeks. Don't call me that. <laughs> me either. Um, pirate. <laughs> Pirate rolls up his sleeves and makes a grand show of doing what he does. All right, uh, so pirate, roll pirate, pick the lock. Pirate's going to detect traps first. Okay. Find remove traps, 35%. Pirate rolls. Stand by, everybody. Something great is about to happen. Pirate rolls a 12, right? No. I didn't, mine didn't show up. What did I roll? You rolled a 34. Hey, I made it. But you don't don't find any traps. Okay. Then Pirate says, there are no traps. Um, Now I'm going to uh, open locks, right? Go ahead and roll for open locks. Um, You would think that if there were traps, that when the Amazon tried to rip it off the wall, that might have triggered one. But (laughs) that's all right. Nah. Uh, Hang on there, Charlie. Dice, where are the dice? Dice! Okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. Made it, 30. I rolled a 30, I got a 65. I flip the lock and stand back and bow. And expect to receive praise. I sit yes. in front of him and, and there was much the That's the sound of one hand <laughs> clapping. Everybody okay. loves a pirate, right guys? So, <laughs> so the safe, the safe uh, swings open and... Um, you find um, you find uh, uh, like a bag, uh, just just a single cloth bag, or that's uh, kind of fat. And then you see a smaller bag right next to it uh, that's uh, also made out of a slightly more costly fabric, um, kind of like a velvet that's uh, purple in color. And that's all that's in the safe, just those two bags. Admit it, Adandra. You thought I'd steal your booty. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> don't even not, not your heart. Your booty. He's been waiting yeah, right. all day to say that. I was. I was laying in wait. So uh, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to grab this smaller bag first. I'm going to turn around with uh, 25 uh, gold pieces worth of gems and say, uh, "Can we forget about the wolves now and throw them on a ta- uh, throw them on a table, whatever, whatever's around from the pockets." Okay, so, yeah, he found uh, 25 gold pieces worth of gems in the pockets of uh, the coats in the closet. Uh, when you look inside the small bag, Allison, you can see that it's filled with gold pieces. Okay, I'll divide those up among the party. All right, so you've can you you you've got time. You find out there's 225 gold pieces, so you all can do your own math. Thank you. Woohoo, I'm drunk. <laughs> and uh, is anyone looking in the big bag? I'll look at that next. Uh, that that's a heftier bag. It has 890 silver pieces. Yeah. And again, divided among the party. Yep. Now, Antosh and Maria are downstairs. They don't know about this windfall, so you can choose to I pay them buy. back for, for their food. Although pay you did, them back. You pay them back. Pay them back. Yeah. Right. 
Oh, DM, you've got to be obsessed with <laughs> I do feel like they got their money's worth and that we saved them from their perils. They probably did get their money's worth. That's just a lot of money. They got it for a poor farming family. We w- I would not they wish to. Give you- they were going to give us this farmland. What do they care? They probably didn't realize Antosh was or Jacques was loaded. I say we give them the farm. We have no use for it. Okay, absolutely. I like that idea. You guys, someone exclaimed that they saw a map. Could I see that map? I'll show him the map. Mm-hmm. Now, what are these things on the map that are these these markings, these locations? That's so, what we want to know, right? You can decipher that it's Harmonia, and then there appears to be a trail that goes through the woods. It's not um, it's it's not off the main road, and it just leads to something that says Bluetspur. And it's kind of marked off almost like a, like a border maybe would be the best way you could interpret it. It's marked off with uh, just a bunch of small skulls. Okay. Does Show that work? Does the gypsy know anything? Yeah. Good idea. Okay. Uh, I take a look at the map. Um, what can I decipher from it? Don't sing the to... Dora Explorer song. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what about the vial? Who grabbed that? It's still sitting on the mantle. Still sitting there looking vile. Let one of the I magicians check that out. <laughs> What's that? Let one of the magicians check that out. I was thinking we could use one of our intelligence roles to sort of figure out what it is or whatever. John Monk, are you going through puberty? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you saying that? <laughs> Why are you saying that? <laughs> I don't think my voice cracked. It's cracked so, like yeah. three times. Can we can we do that? Can we check check out the vial? Yeah, you can check it out. You can uncork it. I'm not uncorking it. Has it has kind of like a kind of a, a, a strong smell. It, it doesn't doesn't appear to be alcoholic. Uh, you wizards at level five, uh, do you have like a uh, arcane? Well, I guess those are different editions. Um, back in second edition, right? I think you just kind of have to taste it and see what it is, right? Yeah, I'm not tasting it. You want to taste it? <laughs> I'll taste it. Give it to I'll Mikey. Let, let him taste it. Give it to Mikey. Do either of you, either of you, do any uh, have any we levels or drinking. any experience with alchemy or? Uh, I have herbalism and uh, spellcraft. Blah blah blah. Cooking. I did. Herbalism. I didn't really flesh my character Cocainism? out okay. beyond the Cocainism. basics. So. Well, because this is a podcast, you could have that ability if we needed it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll spontaneously make my proficiency in alchemy. Nice. <laughs> is that fair? That, that might not be fair. Not well, fair. no, this is this is a podcast. It's not like from, a game. Yeah. From player side, that's very fair. Exactly. Yeah. World that's isn't cool. fair. Okay. Back to um, so as you look at it, uh, you think you have an idea of what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Liquor? So, uh, you, assuming, don't wanna, you don't want to taste it. Oh, oh, I know. So, so I, I'm assuming that as an alchemist, um, you know that uh, handling a vial is very important. So now we're going to walk through this step here. Um, rather than just popping open the cork, which is what you would have done if you weren't an alchemist. Uh, so it's corked. It's a small vial. And... That's the, there's there's no marking on it. Um, so what what do you want to do with it? So as an alchemist, why is opening the cork a bad idea? <laughs> uh, well, some some potions uh, are designed to do damage when opened. 
they mix with the air and go boom. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Science. So, so you know this. I think yeah, it's so called you, fulminating. Yeah, so you know that this is something that can happen. I mean, it could just be a potion of make you feel good, but that's that. you know that this is a possibility. Okay, okay. Uh, who in our group can heal? Come on, <laughs> yeah. They didn't decide to bring a healer on to this adventure. I have healing as a skill. All right. All right. I have vampiric touch in case I need it, so whoever's got the most hit points, get ready. <laughs> All right. Back, so back away. I will uncork it and so can... do my best not to die. Okay. All right. Hold it very far away from your nose. All right. Um, <clears throat> open, a, open a window. All right. So you uncork it. And um, <laughs> uh, you take 1d4 points of damage as it yeah. bursts into flames around you. Oh. Right. Lovely. Wah, wah. So, <laughs> so, um, all right, hold on. So I'll roll, the, I'll roll your d4 uh, here. Oh, okay, fine. Oh, ouch. So, so <laughs> it burns your hand. Um, you might want to, you might want to uh, cork it back up. Okay, yeah, I cork it back up. Rather than, yeah, I'll, uh, as an alchemist, I'm going to say you've got to hold your hand. And you know for sure now that's a potion that's an oil of fiery burning. Uh, okay. So you should throw it at your target. You throw it at your target, and then you watch what happens when it breaks. It's a good thing I didn't drink that. <laughs> Talk about that would have been, been fatal. Would have been fatal. I watched okay. some of the taste of the thought of drinking it. I actually don't. That I, took. I actually don't know how many hit points I have. Um, one less. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know. I just never. I never could figure out when I was looking through the rules how to calculate my hit points. For wizards, it's D4. It's per D4 level. per level plus your Constitution modifier. So yeah, I should so. roll for that. So yeah, yeah you figure I, that out. So I, as I, I mean, as John, I think wizards should always have max max. You know. As John L. Monk figures out how uh, how many hit points he has, we're going to close today. Today was Yay. an adventure where we looted, but you know, looting's part of the game, and it's actually sure. one of the more fun parts of the game. So, uh, next week we'll make our way towards Scald and see what waits for us there. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Goodbye. Huzzah. Bye. This episode of Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D and D was brought to you by Lethalaxis. It's like a little bit of Eldar magic in your mouth. I'm Chris Porteau, author of the Legacy Fleet novel Avenger, the First Swarm War Book 2, your host and producer of this podcast. Our executive producer is Jason Ansbach, author of Till Death. Kevin G. Summers, author of The Bleak December, designed our epic logo. You can pick it up on hoodies and shirts over in our Green Dragon Loot Shop. The shop's logo was created by the lovely and talented Guinevere Boar, our magic user's spousal unit. Go check out the Loot Shop, our bios, and more at OldSchoolDnd.com. That's O-L-D-S-C-H-O-O-L-D-N, as in Nancy, D.com. That's all for now. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. 